What's up, everyone? Mike again here on the Area Attack Podcast. Yes, that's right. If you're live streaming, watching us on the live stream, we just got uh, done talking with Maurice Thomas, wide receiver of the Board Football Ape and our Board Ape Football Club, I should say. But uh, first things first, Keith Wainwright, the FCF linebacker, of course, with the Kingpins uh, <clears throat> and uh, looking forward to hearing his story about uh, faith and football and family. And uh, first things first, Keith, is a uh, welcome to the show. And I'm honored to have you on. Man, likewise, man. I appreciate uh, inviting me and me being here. Hey, Most it's a definitely. pleasure to Maurice. And I told you, uh, you know, anytime I can get <laughs> guys a platform to use and get your story out there and, and your talent, I feel like I've succeeded and uh, did what I could do. And uh, I think that's uh, what matters most and help you guys get to where you guys want to go. Yeah, most definitely. Hey, first, first things first, uh, Keith, is uh, FCF. And, of course, a lot of people that might be still be getting adjusted and used to to what fan control football is, seven-on-seven seven football. The fans yeah. are literally controlling the offensive play calling, defensive not so much, but uh, – What's it been like this year playing for FCF and and kind of kind of getting used to this new league? Man, honestly, it's just been uh, it's one of those uh, it's one of those situations where you can never determine what a season is going to be like. Man, it's, we had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of twists and turns, and um, coaching coaching changes, and guys being hurt, and you know just going through training camp back in March, and then leading up to where we are now. Um, it's just been a roller coaster, man. It's it's been a fun experience. I've met a lot of you know good guys, met a lot of relationships, met a lot of good coaches, and just being in this league is fun. I mean, if you want to play in the FCF and you want to have fun, it's the perfect league to be in because there's always something that's going on. No matter what time of the day it is, no matter what day it is, it's always something some something entertaining happening. So I think that's the biggest thing for me was it was always entertaining. So outside of football, it was always something. Um, to watch or something be involved in. <clears throat> I like that. And and I think I kind of got the feel, of course, watching it from whether it's the FCF app or Twitch on TV or whatever the case may be, Peacock, NBC, LX, whatever the case may be. And I noticed that for you guys, it's a lot of fun, out there, especially on Wednesday nights, the man, of, man up challenges and the, yeah, yeah. so on and so forth on Wednesday nights. I enjoy watching that just for the heck of, of uh you know, not so much. <clears throat> Obviously, it's football, but I like to see you guys having fun. And and I think I get the vibe, and I think I hope that <clears throat> does watch the FCF is get the uh, get the vibe. And it's fun, like you said, it's a fun league. Of course, yeah, yeah. with the fans involved, which is pretty cool. I never seen that, and uh, for but I like that. It's it's fun, and <clears throat> of course, going up to you know FCF. How in the world did you end up? What was it? Kind of walk us through the process of of how did you first off hear about the FCF? I know it's season 2.0. Of course, last yeah. year the year launched, and we may not hear so much about the defensive players like we do offensively. And yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. FCF is it's always the heavy hitters, the this you know the hitman, whatever the case may be. It's always a certain team name of the defensive side. We don't hear the players, so to speak. So yeah, but. On your side of it, how you know the what process of how do you hear about it, and of course the tryouts, and then the rest is obviously is history. But kind of walk us through how you got into the uh, FCF. Okay, so yeah, so um, everybody, everybody, well, not say everybody, but if you're fortunate enough to have an agent, they always put you in situations to uh, possibly be on a team or organization 
that's playing football, of course. So back in the first season, I was supposed to be a part of the first season mm-hmm. uh, with, my, with uh, uh, another client that my agent has called Xavier Dampier. Uh, he played uh, guard or center, I believe, in the league. And um, I had um, I had went to the I had to went to the workout, but unfortunately, throughout the year before I was supposed to report, I got injured. So that kind of set me back. Um, so I couldn't really report. I didn't want to report because I didn't want to make you know make myself look worse than what the situation was. So um, after a year went by, I just stayed in shape. And uh, Coach Jenkins reached out to me um, uh, a month before the workout. Went to I went to Birmingham, Alabama, and. I'd worked out in Preston Scouts, and, and that's all she wrote. Um, I got invited, got the contract, and I was next thing you know, I was in Atlanta. So, I mean, it sounds easy, but the biggest thing, if you've ever been to a Coach Jenkins workout, is crazy. As it? Lit- yeah, <laughs> dude, like you're literally there for like hours just conditioning, one-on-ones, pretty much what the FCF is. And if you're not used to that type of lead or you don't know what to expect, you're looking at like looking at this man like it's crazy, but I look back on it now. I'm like, man, I'm glad he put us through that because it it, it put me in perfect position to be one of the best linebackers in in the FCF. So, yeah, of course, of course, Coach Jenkins. Uh, <clears throat> now I missed his announcement, but I still don't know how. But uh, you know that dude can dress. Yeah, I don't he can. Know where he got his clothes from, but yeah, he can. He can. <laughs> dude is like a. Dude, dude is different. He's different. Yo. But it's a good different, though. It's like he has his own little touch to it. So, yeah. What's it been like this year? Of course, season for you is over. But what's it been like this year when you reflect back on this season? Um, is there anything, you know, when you look back, you know, what's your overall take on from your pers- personal perspective of the league and, and the way that you played it this year? Um, just going back to what you said earlier, I wish the defensive players individually get love. Um, I know I understand that is a is a it's fan control football, so most of the fans take care of the offense. But um, if there was a way to not necessarily call the defensive plays, but shine a little light on the defensive players, and that and that's just going to some of my teammates now um, that you know that I mean you spend so much time with these guys in in camp and practice, mm-hmm. and you just become you get these close relationships. I some of them I keep up with to this day, but. Um, another guy like Cecil Cherry, amazing linebacker. You know, he's in. He's getting ready for the championship. And no, just you know, um, my take. You know, in the whole league in total, I think I think it's an amazing experience, man. It's like one. I, I it's hard to explain. You just have to be a part of it, right? Because there's so many things behind the door that you really can't. That a lot of fans can't see. Um, now, if we could get fans more involved behind closed door things, that would be. I think that would be like even better. That like that trade, that trade conversation. Yon, the Terrence Yon was my roommate, so when that trade conversation happened, he was like, "Yo, you know what's going on?" Because mm-hmm. it just it just happened like that. So, um, I don't know. Just get more fans more involved to the point. That's the thing that I don't think they uh, the fan control football league wants um, to, to get the fans too much. I mean, you technically right. can't give it too much control, right. but just some insight on trade talks and you know, different things that they could do uh, outside of the Twitch and the Discord and all the good stuff. So, yeah. <clears throat> I will say this, and I had a fan. She's the uh, co-owner of the um, <clears throat> Beast and the Glacier Boys, and I unfortunately broke her heart when the Zappers won the, uh, of course, final week of the year. But yeah, but um, we had a conversation, and it goes back to the instant replay. Yeah. 
course, I, <laughs> I was just telling it's Marie, crazy. is the chat room literally is just growing like, oh, it's a, it's a fumble, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If I had one complaint, or I would tell Patrick Dees here and Ray Austin, here's what I would change. I don't know what the perfect solution is to the instant replay. Mm-hmm. I just think the fans have too much. I just like, for example, if I really yeah. hit the kingpins for whatever reason, even if he, if he, even if let's say for example you uh, you intercepted it, but you stepped out of bounds, so to speak. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I'm gonna say, oh, I don't like the kingpin regardless. Yeah, you're gonna vote against it. Yeah. Push, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what the way there is to fix that, but if I had one suggestion, somehow their instant replay uh, review, the fan review. They, yeah, they should. What they should do is is make it only for the two teams that's playing on the field. Exactly. And the majority of the fans that that's you know voting wins. I mean, it's fan control football, so I don't think other teams should chime in because it 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 makes a break. You know, the playoff run at the time. But um, my personal take on that play. I think he was down. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's just me. And you know, it's crazy. I don't want to bring this up, but me and um, uh, Alfonso, we had some words back two weeks before that. So, you know, but at the same time, you know, um, I always, I always believe in fair play. You know, I'm not a dirty player. I've never been called a dirty player. And <clears throat> if just call it like you see it, Hey, if you, beat, you get beat, you get beat. So that's just being honest. No, I like that. And I think that if I there was one thing that would definitely be is the fan review. I don't know what the best unless it's the option <laughs> was, hey, whatever you're associated with um, via the app, zappers or the kingpins or whatever the case may be, only the ones that can vote is a fan. I don't know what the solution is. But if I had a bit, if I had, like I said earlier, not to repeat myself, but that'd be one thing I would uh, definitely. Yeah, would be dope. Hey, Ray, can we kind of. See what our options are, because this is kind of ridiculous. Because there's some, yeah. come on now, really. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I think, I think the main, you know, perspective and goal was to keep the game going. Exactly. Without instead of all these timeouts and all this good stuff. So yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I like the league. I like where it's going. I, um, you know, obviously last year due to COVID, I'm sure probably other issues that they might have faced was a bubble, but. Uh, you know, what's your take on this Pullman Yards? I haven't been there, and obviously I won't unfortunately be this year, but maybe next year, hopefully, Lord willing. Yeah. What's your take on this Pullman Yards? It looks Man, crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. So when they first brought us there, like, before the season even started, I'm looking at it like, come on, man, this is this is a joke. Like, like come on, you got to get us a better facility than this. Right. And then when they start, like, like when I saw it and we was playing in it, crazy. Crazy, dude! Is 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 one of those stadiums that, if you're a fan, you have to go see. You have to go see, even if it's just, I don't know, for a day. I mean, just go down there, Holiday Ray, and you know, get a tour. If it's, and that's another thing they should do. They should do fan tours. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. Gotta suggest suggest that because a lot of people can't just come every weekend or come on certain days. Some people might be down in Atlanta on a Monday, but they have to leave out on Tuesday. You know that kind of thing. So. Um, no, man, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, I think the fans really make, I can't speak for everybody, make me want to play even better. Like, I'm just like, when you rewatch the mm-hmm. plays outside looking in, it's crazy. It's like, oh, snap. They said my name. Oh, this fan said this. this and, you right. know, it's, it's not always positive, of course, but it just, you know, it's, it's different. It's different. Very yeah. different. I gotta be. I gotta be fair. I asked Maurice earlier, and 
I'm going to ask you the same. Was there any players that you uh, were up against offensively that trash talked with the, to you quite a bit, or is it pretty much as both even both sides? Yeah, like I said, two weeks ago, like maybe <laughs> three weeks ago, three weeks ago was me and Fonzo Howard, the quarterback for the Beast. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to get into diving too much of that, but right. <laughs> we 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 <clears throat> we we exchanged words several times on the field, and um, he he made a good play on me, and it was, I think it was like week four maybe, and um, I got a, you know of course as me being competitive, I, I got upset about it and chat back at him and. It was just one of those games where it just like I was locked in on him the whole game. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's but for the most part, there's a lot of respect between the players. Um, yeah, I mean, you got a little scuffles here and there, but nothing serious. I mean, you see these guys every day, so it's not like it's a whole different team. We don't know who you are pulling up to pull me yards on a you know on a Saturday. It's, we see you Sunday through Sunday. So, um, but if you're competitive like myself, it brings the best out of you every game day. So it's natural for it to happen. <clears throat> I like that. And <clears throat> I like that just because it's the fact that regardless of the league that you're playing in, it's still competitive. Everybody obviously wants to win. And and um, obviously, you know, in this aspect, it takes you guys to the next level, whatever, wherever that may lead you guys. And yeah. I like that because it's like, it's not, you know, obviously, yeah, you see some players, I'm sure there because they just love the game and, it's and I respect that. It's perfectly cool. And of course, you got some players that are, hey, I want to go play whatever they want to go, whether yeah. it's the new USFL or the XFL, the NFL, yeah. the game, wherever you know the good Lord takes them. Hey, I'm powered to them too, and I like that. And you know, and and the defensive players is like I really, really like. And unfortunately, we don't know everybody's name because yeah, you know, it's the hitman, it's the X Y D block, yeah. I'm like, no, come on now. Let's let's get yeah. some introductions. But anyway, um, prior to SCF, uh-huh. uh, you know, kind of walk us through your journey with, you know, with football, and yeah. uh, who has been your biggest uh, biggest inspiration throughout your football career, and still is obviously, um, as you're still currently pursuing your your football career beyond FCF. Yeah. So. Um... I, I'm from I'm from Huntsville, Alabama originally. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of I'm from the islands. I don't know if you know that. Now I'm from Bermuda. Um, so when I when I came to the states in um, 1999, I was fortunate enough to um, as my mom and my two sisters. I'm taking you all the way back. <laughs> but my dad, my dad is a he was a professional cricketer. I don't know if you know what cricket really? is, but yeah. So he was a professional cricketer, and he used to always tell me, um, you know, not to give up on my dreams and that kind of you know good stuff. But um, for the most part. When we moved to Alabama, I had a good friend named Rodriguez Three, and his dad was kind of my first um, mentor when it comes to football. <clears throat> and he was telling me when I was growing up, he was saying, hey, man, you need to play tight end because he could catch. Tight end and linebacker, play both sides of the ball. So I kind of played tight end in my, high, my, my freshman year, sophomore year of high school. I didn't really like it too much. I like hitting and not getting hit. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to play alongside with a guy named Connor Neighbors. Uh, he played for um, LSU. The neighbor family is, I mean, they got guys that went to Alabama, LSU, all over. Um, and he was All-American. And But um, I finished second team All-City all city in the state of Alabama. And I got um, an offer from Terry Bowden um, from Florida. He transferred to UNA. So I went to end up going to UNA uh, for a year. Played a lot of special teams. Really didn't like it. And um, I, I transferred back home to Alabama A&M University in the SWAT. 
So I, I finished my career there. Um, I did okay. I wouldn't say I did the I had the best career. I, I dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, but my junior, my senior year, I was fortunate enough to uh, play in the SWAC championship. Um, and then I had to think about playing B because I didn't think that football was going to be forever. So I went to get my engineering degree. I'm a, I got a, I'm a engineer currently, um, but I got my mechanical engineering degree. Um, and this is this is the crazy part. I took a year off, not thinking I was gonna play anymore. I got a call from the Broncos um, for a workout. Absolutely. Yeah. So 2017, maybe 2017, 2016, 2017. Got a, I did a workout with the Broncos. Um, had another injury, so um, that didn't work out too quite well. And then I uh, transferred to Texas. I moved to Texas for a while and then played a couple of arena leagues and a little semi-pro. And then uh, I gave up on football. That's That was like, uh, you know, I'm at that age where, you know, I just need to just stop playing and focus on my career. And then I had my second child, and that was the game changer because I knew that having two boys, they would look up to me. So um, I had my second child, and then I met my amazing wife that I have now. Um, and she was kind of my motivation to, to, to get me where I am now. She was like, Hey, you still love the sport? Keep at it, keep at it. And she just never gave up on me. So, um, I did a couple of XFL, I did an XFL trial when it first, first came out. Um, I was supposed to go to USFL and, but I was kind of hungry for a film because what recruiters and scouts look at, they look at current film and not film back in when I went to college. So, um, I was just trying to find a lead to be in. So when the FCF popped up, I dove on it like that. Mm-hmm. And man, the FCF has provided so many opportunities. Um, I've had, um, not to say no names yet, but I have right. a couple of NFL teams call me. Um, I got a team of uh, XFL, might have a chance at the USFL. Um, so right now, nothing serious, nothing in the dirt, but I got, I'm getting some, um, getting some traction from that league uh, tremendously. I like that. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, keep pursuing what you want to go because, hey, it's going to happen. It, you know, it's, yeah. it's own, but it's going to happen. <laughs> but no, keep grinding. And I like that. And, uh, um, I, you know, I'm just going to say that out here. I noticed on Facebook, I think. Or uh-huh. something like Did you recently get married? Yeah, 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 yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I don't be like, this yeah. dude's talking. Like, I want to make sure first it was no, you. You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Dude, that wasn't me. <laughs> but no. Man, look, let me you're tell you, it's crazy. I, I, thank you, man. I, I, It's kind of like a toss-up because I knew I was getting married during the season. Nice. And I felt like I kind of let my team down because if I would have played in the playoff game, mm-hmm. um, and in, I think I think we would probably – I would have had a better ch- – I think we had a better chance of winning with Aoki. Um, but me not being there, um, dealing with other players, is, it's not that the players are not good. Don't I don't want I don't want to ever say that. It's the right. chemistry that you build with your teammates. So if that, if I'm if I'm going on a blitz, my nose guard knows that I'm coming. You know that kind of thing. Oh, when I'm coming, how fast I'm coming. Um, if 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 I'm dropped back in cover two, my corners and my safety know that. Hey, the middle of the field is wide open. Keith's mm-hmm. got that. You know that kind. So it's that kind of camaraderie and the chemistry that. I wish I was there, and I wish I'd made some arrangements to change the wedding date. But it's all good, man. God has planned for us all, and I'm just, you know, hoping for the best going forward. Hey, absolutely, and and yeah. you know, obviously, congrats and many, many well wishes towards you and your to your wife for many years of happiness and appreciate and, that. And you know, obviously, faith 
from our even conversation yesterday, you know, DM via Twitter. Uh, obviously, faith to you is a big thing. Yeah. What has faith um, for you really meant, even through all the trials, the injuries, the the tryouts with maybe like the Broncos, for example, but things didn't go out so well, um, worked out so well. What has the been the biggest thing with you when it comes to faith that you always went back on through the goods and the bads and the uglies? Man, <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. My wife has really um, strengthened my faith mm -hmm. in the area in the area of football, strangely. Um, but the biggest thing for me was um, faith. For me, is like like something I cherish, right? Because you never know what's next. I'm, I'm and I'm just being honest, being transparent. It's been situations, even even in the FCF, I was working a full time job remotely. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm I, I think I have like negative thirty paid time off hours, you know, so it's like, oh. I got to do what I got to do. And that's the type of faith that I had because I could risk losing my job versus mm -hmm. versus playing the sport that I love. And no knock to FCF, they don't pay you something that you can, you know, live off of, right. of course not. Um, but, you know, faith for me is like, it's something like a kid would cherish like candy. I love it. I love it. I, and I utilize it in every aspect of my life because if you don't have faith, you're, you're, you're going to have a headache because you're going to be trying to think everything through. And um, faith for me has, has got me where I am right now. Most definitely. I like that. And <clears throat> especially, you know, people like, you know, you always get the ones where the athletes, you know, we always get, for some reason, we always get the mindset that athletes are, you know, that they're God sent. They don't go through bad times. Yeah. yeah. And it's good, and it's obviously, I like to hear people, you know, athletes' stories, you know, especially yeah. here. It's like, no, I have bad times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. Unfortunately, for some reason, injuries continues to to yeah. set me back, so to speak. And and I like that because I think we a lot of people, I think the world in itself, we get minds, you know, this mindset to that uh, athletes are practically human, you know, superhumans, and and yeah. um. You know, nothing bad's happened to him. Like, no, try again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try again. I mean, I, I mean, before the FCF, before I came to the FCF, my my children's mother passed away. She got shot and killed in, in Birmingham. So, um, things happen. Things happen all the time. I think the the love for something that people have is what gets them through. Mm -hmm. So, whatever you love to do, and I I mean this wholeheartedly, whatever you love to do, have faith in God that He will provide it, and just do it. So. That's to me. That's the the only way to get where you want to get, is is do what you want to do and have faith. Doing it's never going to be easy because if it's easy, everybody be in the NFL or everybody have a podcast or everybody be the next um you know Tom or Facebook or whatever case may be. So I think it's it's one of those things. You just gonna put your head down and just just pound and pound and keep pushing. I like that mentality yeah. because. My dad always told me, and unfortunately, you know, his health has declined rapidly. But I like what he always told me was, you know, <clears throat> always got to do X, Y, and Z, you know, yeah. because we always get the mindset. Well, I don't, I don't want to flip a hamburger. Well, you know, <laughs> we don't, yeah. we want to have it. Will maybe be a short time, but somebody's got to do it. And somebody like do it. Yeah, that is, you know, keep pushing to where you want to go because eventually you're going to get that breakthrough to where, yeah. hey. Here's what I look back on now. I'm going to enjoy the moment because a moment can just like that slip away. Exactly, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> kind of share a personal story. Um, listeners out there, you obviously may or may not know, but 
Uh, I don't share it too much because this year has been kind of tough to, with episodes. But for example, my grandmother, my dad's mom, uh, heart attack in 2019. She uh, was unfortunately had to be to where she had to live with my parents because she couldn't live by herself anymore to take care of herself. Uh-huh. Well, so when now fast forward to to, uh, to last year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, we took family pictures together and so on and so forth. Well, now as of February 20th, she's on hospice. Oh, wow. And, um, unfortunately, I hate to say this and not to get too personal, but it's, you know, it's how life is. I want people to realize, you know, stuff continues to happen, but, you know, people do go through bad times, you know, regardless, but, you know, she's, you know, as much as I hate saying this, she's on the verge of passing at any given moment. Wow. Now. wow. And Sorry so it sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 Trust me. I know. I know. Prayers up for real. Yeah, for a while, we appreciate it. I'll be seeing my parents here shortly uh, after the pod and kind of I'll let them know. And, you know, people realize, you know, no, this the area attacks, not a, the world's, you know, the Joe Rogans and stuff. But people yeah. are trying to get back to what you, you know, what you're saying is we all go through hard times. Yeah, we got to keep grinding, you know. Yeah, it's going to suck when she goes. Trust me on that. But but um, it made me think of that a while back. And I think I messaged you yesterday was, you know, the pastor's kid thing. Well, no, you should be good then. No, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're a pastor and you're the pastor's kid. You guys are yeah. safe. That exactly. doesn't have much works. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. My wife's a pastor's child too. So. Nice. Yeah, so I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Nice. <laughs> but no, man, the thing the thing with your grandma and, um, you know, dealing with the thing with death and I don't get, I know, I know you, we don't want to get too personal, but yeah, you're good. Um, God is God always has a way of um, yeah. um, doing something and, and and the biggest thing for me over my years of, of playing football and just living life with my kids and all that I try to look for a blessing in every negative situation every single one of them and it sucks because it's like certain situations you just don't look you don't even try to look for a negative I mean a blessing you just like you just beat yourself up like God you know but um it's helped me it's helped me get through and I'm gonna challenge you to look for a blessing wherever the blessing may come from in a negative situation, because it's something it's something that God's trying to tell you, your family, or um, somebody that's close to you. Um, you know that not not saying that your grandma passing is a is, is a right. good thing, but what I'm saying is something around that surround it. It might be a, a, um, a gap between you or your mom or you and your dad that you know by your grandma passing would you know, triumph that. Exactly. Not, I'm not saying that's the reason, but yeah. Um, just, you know, look for it and pray about it. And I'll be praying for you as well, for you and your family. No, I appreciate that. And you're, you know, definitely not to get too personal, but you're pretty spot on. Um, the gap is between me and my brother. We haven't talked to you. know, we've grown up, we were so close. <laughs> that's we're crazy. Still, and uh, now we don't, we're, we're like non-existent. It's sad. It's wow. That's how it was with my, my siblings too as well. We had a little gap and, you know, some, I, you wouldn't be honest with you, when I got married, it's like, it's crazy. We're like all of a sudden just connected. So, man, I'm praying for you and I guarantee you that gap is going to close. It's going to, it's going to just, when you wake up, you're like, okay, it's weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for real yeah. though. For real. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but no, we, I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's uh you know, I don't know why, but uh, I was telling a buddy of mine, Rodney, earlier, and 
<clears throat> he sent me his text and hey, you know, just want to let you know we've been praying for you, continuing to keep you up. And, and I told him, I said, you know, I said it's weird. And it's not like weird, like a bad way, but it's a weird like the last few weeks. <clears throat> you know, I'd always have these flashbacks of here's how my grandma, my grandmother, I love her to, <laughs> I love her to death. Yeah. Every yeah. New Year's Day, black eyed peas. I don't wow. know why. Wow, it's you're lucky. You're if you if you don't eat these, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna be lucky. I'm like, wow, whatever, whatever you want to do, bro. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'll be honest with you, Keith. I didn't like black eyed peas. I still don't <laughs> like black eyed peas. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, lucky. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where are these black eyed peas on the floor for? I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. No, it's 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 funny because she was she was tricked. You know, we we ate lunch always during the Price is Right. When the Price is Right had Bob Barker, don't ask me why, but it was always between ten and eleven. I don't know why, wow. but <clears throat> ten and eleven, she started uh, making dinner when it was Jeopardy uh, at four o'clock, and d- dessert was at seven. And if you don't eat dinner, you're not going to have dessert. But yeah. she taught me one thing, and <clears throat> and her and, and well, my grandparents, my dad's parents. They taught me both of them did, and I think I applaud applauded them both at that. I of course speak it at her funeral, but is you know my grandparents grew up in the Great Depression. <clears throat> my grandpa wow. my said, you know, back in those days, and he's thirty one, so you're looking at you know thirty year thirty three, thirty four, somewhere in that time frame. But he said back in those days, if you had meat, you were considered rich, and wow. he said that very rarely would you have for his family. It was him, his brother, and his sister, and his parents. Very rarely would they eat meat, but maybe once every blue moon. And that's so that's appreciative eating squash and eating liver and all of this because that's what they, you know, literally wow. what, you, what you're going to eat. So you're going to eat what you have because you're grateful. Yeah. yeah. So even to, well, not now so much now, but even until she was on hospice, my grandma was like, You need to start saving all your food because you don't know when time's going to come. But yeah. she, made a point and so yeah, anyway, she did she did <clears throat> and she made a point and not to you know, continue talking about death but thanksgiving and christmas she kept saying she really missed her husband my grandpa yeah and you know they were married for 48 years and wow this and you know she very devastated when he passed in 06 and she kept saying i just wanted to die. i get it you missed her i get that so i'm not you know knocking that but she kept saying i'm not going to be here next year i'm not going to wow. be here Wow. I said, grandma, you're you're okay. It's typical grandma stuff. I'm like, you're fine, grandma. Yeah. You're going to be a hundred. You're perfectly fine. She's yeah. eighty-eight, and so it's still, good, it's still good life, huh? Exactly. And she yeah. kept saying yeah. it. She said, "I'm not going to live. I'm not going to live." You're fine, grandma. You're fine. And then February twentieth, I got a wow. text from my mom. Hey, your grandma's on hospice till this very day. She met with the wow. chaplain. I will say this and made my heart <clears throat> happy. So I'm. At least at peace with it, with her individual self and her soul is her and I had a good conversation before she went unresponsive. And she flat out, my grandma told me, she said, I said, What's going on, grandma? She says, I'm ready. And she knows all wow. she knows. I said, What do you mean you're ready? She says, I took prayed last night. Say <clears throat> she wasn't much of a I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not gonna say any of that, but but the one thing that I will say with her was she told me right straight to my face. She said, I pray last night. I he forgiven my sins. I'm at peace with God. I'm ready to go home. Mm. And that was it. Wow. That'll send chills down my spine. Exactly. 
I'm like, is I'd this? Be like, <laughs> what is going on? Man, alive and wow, wow. But uh, but anyway, um, but no, it, it, I, I, I like that you know your story because it shows that yeah, just because I'm an athlete, things still happen. You know, and, yeah, yeah. and it gets that mindset that we reality still exists, and we I know yeah. for you players especially. I don't know so much if you see it, you know, hopefully not, but you never know. You may get those few players that or few fans that will send those tweets and I'm sure it's derogatory and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it's just a yeah. game. As much as we love to win, trust me, it's just a game. It's, a game, yeah. it's, it's okay, but yeah. unfortunately, that's the world we live in. It is. It is. And you just, just learn how to adapt and, you know, just ignore. So, uh, eliminating death. <laughs> now, going back to you. How do you deal? How do you handle negativity, whether it's during the football season or just in your personal life? How do you handle negativity? Um, that's that's a good question. Um, I I just refrain from it. I don't I don't I'm a firm believer in I put myself in situations where I can't get out of. Um, now now if you're talking about social media negativity that you see a comment, I don't that don't that doesn't bother me um too much. But if it's something something or somebody that um, that is negative, I just refrain from them. Um, I, I think peace is everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I surround myself with people that brings me peace. So negativity will come. Um, I'm not saying that I run from it, but I refrain from it. So is 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 at a limited distance. So I had a friend, for example, in high school, um, very negative. Everything that came out of his mouth was negative. Um, I was still his friend. It just I just limited my distance, limited my talk time, limited, you know, our conversations. Um, that way, it didn't allow negativity to come in. So, um, I don't want to. I don't want to run from negativity. I want negative. I want to welcome negativity, but I want to learn how I've I've learned. I'm sorry how to adapt and refrain versus just running all together because you'd be running for the rest of your life. Mm. I like that, and and social media plays a biggest role. Uh, yeah. I don't realize how many, man, I didn't realize, you know, I don't get on social media. I mean, Twitter's my biggest thing, but yeah, Twitter's pretty bad at it, but <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of negativity regardless, yeah. you know, and I'm not, obviously, so calm, better, whatever, but going back to, to Keith Wainwright, once your playing days are officially done and over with, looking back at your career, whenever that time is, Looking back, how will you reflect and utilize and use what you learned throughout your football playing career and pushing it forward post playing career? As far as you can repeat that, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so once your career is completely, once God says your time is up playing, uh-huh. obviously you know His plans. He may put you in coaching. Who knows what His plans are? But personally, just looking back at your playing career once it's all said and done. Uh-huh. When you reflect on your playing curve from the very beginning to the very last play, how are you utilize what you've learned while playing and and put it into practice? Even though I'm sure you you're a smart man, I'm sure you probably already have uh, put it into practice after post uh, and utilizing it to help the younger generation out. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's crazy you say that. Um, um, I'm coaching now. I'm coaching high school football right now. Nice. Um, I coach at Bob Jones High School. Yeah, man, I got my, I got my, what the old folks used to say, got my feet in every, every pond or something like that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, yeah. So I just try to keep myself busy. But um, 
I, I, my thing, my biggest thing is listening more than I talk. Um, cause I like to learn, even if I know something, I want to hear somebody's different perspective. So I try to utilize that same methodology to the, the kids and the younger generation is learn. I think the hardest thing for me, um, you know, going back to what you said earlier career to where I am now right. is learning how to effectively discuss things with them at different age levels. That's the hardest thing is not too much translating the information is knowing who your audience is mm -hmm. um, and trying to get them to listen effectively. Like my sons, of course, he's six and seven. Um, I got a three-year-old and a 14-year-old, but those are three different, four different variations of you know, oh, yeah. teaching. So it's I, the same thing I teach to the 14-year-old when teaching the three-year-old, that kind of thing. So um, I think for me would be videos. Uh, videos is, is a great resource for teach tape and um, teaching the younger generation things you want them to know. Because, I mean, we live in a social media area. We live in an area where everything is on the phone. If you can send them a video versus a text or a phone call, I guarantee you they'll listen faster than anything else. So um, a teach tape, that's, to me, that'd be the best best option. Hey, this is what you should do at this age. This is what you should do in your, this part of your career and so far. So, yeah. I like that. And, I, and I'm 100% with you. I think the technology age, um, and I'm sure you're probably in the same age group, I'm sure with me or darn near close to I'm 34. Okay. I remember playing days where it's seven o'clock at night, the sun's starting to let down. Yeah, yeah. You got eight and your eight better be at home inside the house. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we played out crazy. And you know what? We the actually porch, the porch light. <laughs> yeah, the porch light, exactly. Right yeah. about the house, we had a street light. So when that street, street light, light yeah, you better be in the house. inside the house. Holy man. look. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we lived from, uh, at the time, we probably lived probably about four or five blocks from my grandmother's house. And and they'll get close to 6.59. My grandma's like, you guys better go home. Yeah. My brother and I would look. I'm like, first one to the house. I mean, now we're at this part. We're just racing our bikes. Yeah. yeah. Man, that. That sun came on, but or came, sun came down, I should say. But no, technology really, really is a big player. And it is. It is. going back, you know, going that you mentioned coaching high school. It's a topic. It's a hot topic. It's a touchy for some. And feel free, don't answer if you don't feel comfortable. Please do. Um, but with this country being so divide, you know, so much division, so much hatred. What well, doesn't I'm not even pointing fingers at it's a it's a in a way it's a team effort that we're all failing, but there's so much hatred and division in this country, and we can point fingers and blame whoever we're gonna blame, but at the point of at the end of the day, there's so much hatred regardless. Mm -hmm. When you tell your player, when your players, I'm sure see that obviously in social media is the biggest one. Um, how do you what do you tell your players when it comes to stuff like that? When you see you know, the social injustice that needs to be handled a whole lot better than it has been now. Stuff mm -hmm. like that that needs to be fixed and stuff like that that needs to be handled properly instead of the way that they've done it. Stuff like that. And even just to now, we're just seeing so much division, so much mass shootings. Yeah. Rolling Uvalde and across the country. What are ways that you and your coaching staff looks and tell your players, that, you know, what's the best way that you kind of tell like, hey, here's it's live. I mean, kind of. I shouldn't say walk us through it. I think that's a really more of a personal connection with you and your players, but 
what are fine, you're fine. To help them avoid that negativity on that social media, even though it's I'm sure it's tough to do. So I think I think just like um we was talking about earlier, how you think fans um believe that most players are like <laughs> just super so it's 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 three things that I, I tell the players all the time. It's always number one is misconception. Yeah. Um number two, uh personal relationships, and number three, accountability. So those three things to me are the, the three three biggest things on the reason why things happen in this world. And as far as the kids concerned, um, I always I always say that um, communication can avoid misconce- misconception. If you are, you know, you're talking to somebody in school and you guys had a heated argument over whatever, let's say a pencil, for instance. Right. If you don't communicate effectively to get to to get your point across anything can happen um and so that's just in a prime example if you don't communicate on the football field you cannot make a play i don't care how good you are it's always room for the opposing team to score a touchdown or to stop you um and then the second one like i said was personal relationship i'm always big on personal relationships because i believe that once you have a relationship with somebody if there's things you can say and do that can effectively like i said communicate communication you can get to them easier and better um and the third thing accountability so i let them know that hey you could be a starter on this team but if you bring a d to the field (laughs) house you're not playing so that's that's the accountability part they have to know that they're responsible for their own fate they're responsible for their own lives if you go out there and you know drink underage there is here's the and that's how my daddy raised me he said hey I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna let you do what you want to do, but there, here's the consequences for your actions. So it makes it makes you think twice as a child. Makes you think, uh, and then you get to the point where, okay, maybe I could get away with it. But then when it actually happens, when you can get away with, you're looking back at what mm-hmm. daddy or coach said, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yep. So it's almost like a self, self lesson, and it's not to say that sacrifice has to come before somebody learns. But it's it's some kind of accountability, relationship, and misconception that should have been brought to that person before even it was even done. And I almost can guarantee you that everything that's ever happened to this country is because of those three things. One of the three, or maybe all of them. Absolutely, I think accountability, and you don't have to play the political race. Uh, it, it's across the board. You know, there's things yeah. that I'm sure I could do better that people, you know, will hold me accountable for. Got the yeah. dad always taught me that because <clears throat> we always had a rule. Summertime during summer breaks, we can stay up, but if we stay up all night, remember, eight o'clock in the morning is going to come, yeah. and I don't care how much slept you're going to, we're going to go do because that's how he always was. So yeah. it's always a price you got to pay. And he, my dad always told me, my grandma and grandpa and. Literally, I, people I surround myself with, it, you know, you got to be held accountable. Yeah. My mom and dad, they didn't teach us the hell and the brimstone stories, but they let us know heaven and hell is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you need to, I don't know what she was trying to prove. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, we, <laughs> we sit in the back seat and, you know, whether we're going, I don't know where we were going the one time. I still recall going down Reno, which is a street north from here. And, uh, I don't know what in the world brought it up, but she kept saying, "If I could save my, if I could save you from going to hell, I would." Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you're being held accountable, and I can't. Yeah, and my brother—that's real. That's real. Like, 
What is this chick talking about? You're talking about, yeah, yeah. Now we know. But you understand now, yeah. You're our thirty, so now we know. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But you know, like you know, not so much towards Christianity, but it's like, but at the same time, we're being held accountable. I mean, you gotta eventually what you do nah, is accountable. Yep. But no, um, family, of course. Uh, you know, growing up, I'm sure, you know, sounds like to me, family is a, is, is a huge part in your life. And growing up, it was a huge part of your life. <clears throat> Having your family, your parents right inside of you, uh, right by side of you, um, by your side. There we go. Um, what has that meant for you growing up? Um, just personally, maybe not even so much into football, just having your parents there and being that inspiration, that support system for you growing up and, uh, you know, just living your, your daily, you know, dreams, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, my mom was heavily in the church. <laughs> so we used to be at church Sunday, Wednesday, Monday nights, Friday nights. You probably could understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but just like all mothers, um, they bring that love and attention and, um, that stability that you need, um, when it comes to how to raise a household, how to treat a woman, that kind of thing. And my dad, um, unfortunately, he was in Bermuda when I came to the state. So we had a, a lot of phone relationships um, over different social media platforms. Um, now, if he was here, it would probably be made a, probably a huge difference um, in my football career because right. um, it would probably instill that discipline that I needed at certain points in my life where I needed to buckle down and do what I needed to do. But we all live and learn. Um, but, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have him still in my life and I think they play a huge role in my success only because um, they 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 remind me of the times of certain things they used to say and do for me. So it's kind of like a, a reflection of who I became in them. So um, you said it earlier about, you know, your parents and certain things they used to say, it sticks. Mm. You would never forget. I, I mean, I remember some stuff that my parents used to say way back in the day. So um, no, that's, I'm, 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 I'm very fortunate. I'm very happy that in my lives and I'm grateful. Because um, I know that life is, um, you know, people. Some people, a lot of people take it for granted, and um, my success, like I said earlier, they're definitely part of it. <clears throat> I like that. I think I saw a saying. I don't know where I saw it. So unfortunately, I can't give the credit. But I like the statement. Is it was plain and simple. If you put God first, put your family second, your life will succeed. I don't know where I saw this, and I wish I would have saved her or at least bought the picture, whatever it was. I don't know. I liked it. But credit to whoever, whoever thought the, the quote out. But, you know, it's true because you look at it, and no, I'm not perfect and by any means. And, you know, I don't want people to go, oh, you're the, no, trust me, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, no, you don't want to know what I've done. But, you know, but anyway, long story short is I think what we missed the misconception, I think we live in the world especially technology that we everything's a snap on our fingers it's insane yeah. Yeah. now you got the the chick-fil-a's the mcdonald's the fast food now you can, it's quick yeah it's, now you can pull up to curbside it was like back in the day you're gonna wait in that drive-thru and wait. if you don't like it yeah right around the corner you go pull out yeah but literally it's just bam 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 walmart yeah. now has to i'm like well since then i mean I don't know. but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i just still like to go inside but anyway um you know, the result we want snap, you know, snap our fingers, so yeah. on and so forth. So I think we kind of get the the priorities uh, mixed up. But mixed up, yeah. Looking 
obviously we don't, you know, I don't, the fight, the, I don't know about you, but there's a question as a, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, I really don't know. And I guess, <laughs> like, really? I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Hopefully somewhere. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? Because anything can happen from now and like, five, that's a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. It's like the biggest yeah. thing, you know, I think it was an interview. It's like, well, we asked you this question. You didn't answer it very well. I don't know what you want me to say in five years. Successful, uh, I hope. Alive, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Good health. I don't, you know, I don't know. Exactly. But obviously, you don't. I'm not asking you to be God and play the future as well. But maybe not so much the next five years. But anyway, football career-wise, what are you? What are you hoping that your next steps are? Um, obviously, after this season has been completed, hopefully. This uh, is 3.0. Do you see yourself being back in the FCF next year for season three, or what's your what your hope your hopeful dreams are? I should say. There we go. Man, I have man, like I have a lot of options. <laughs> um, of course, everybody, every athlete is a football player wants to go to the NFL. Um, right. But you know, sometimes NFL might not be um, one's route. You know, mm -hmm. you could be effective in different leagues. Uh, now the money might not be the same, but right. um, your your impact can be tremendous. So, um, no, man, I'm looking at, uh, I have an opportunity, like I said, Major League Football, XFL, uh, USFL, um, different opportunities. But, you know, whatever, whatever one that God leads me to, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what the one I'm going to lean towards. But in five years, man, I think I'll be done with football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, look, if, if I'm fortunate to still play in five years, it's, you know, I'll still do it. But, um, I don't think I even want to play that long, you know. I'm more of a in the next three years type of guy. Now the last five, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I'm not shooting for five. I'm only shooting for like right. two, three, you know. So, um, but no, nah, man, it's 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 been a, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a ride, and I'm just appreciative of everybody, coaches, guys like you, just giving me the opportunity to share my platform, share my story, and um, I don't take these for granted at all. No. So what you're telling me is you're not going to be like Tom Brady and uh, play till you're 50? No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, man, I, I don't want to be selfish. I want to give my, my kids some time and oh, I I wanna, you. Um, coach and, you know, spend time with my family. And so now, like I said, if the, <laughs> and the opportunity looks right, who would I be to turn something down? So Exactly. Um, no, man, I'm, 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 I still got my, my, my feet in the pond, as you say earlier. So You're just good. just wait, just waiting for a phone call and some more confirmation, and I'll definitely you know keep up with you and stay with you, and 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 we'll continue this thing going on. Most definitely, and no, I don't know. I'm 34. You know, if somebody asked me a while back, could you put on the pads one last time? Give me a season, I'll do it. Hey, yeah, 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 and I'll do it for a year. Yeah, man, you look pretty stout, so you should be. You should hey, be I, go. maybe two years at best. <laughs> 37 and past that, I'll give you two. I'm 37, so three years. Yeah. Well, if the season starts next year, so two. Uh, give me two or three years after 37. I don't know, dude. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah you, I think you do it, man. You do anything you put your mind to. Hey, absolutely. I got yeah, a lot of work yeah. to do. Catching up. Uh, lost some weight, but I still got to, You know, I still got to hit all the the fun stuff. Yeah. But nah, yeah. uh, <clears throat> no, nah, it'd be one of those things. I've thought about it. I ain't going to lie. It's been a while since I played, so I don't know. Yeah. It might be yeah. up to the field. 
but <laughs> I may have it still. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, give me a year or two. I, I, I think I'm sure I can pull some stuff out still, but. Uh, yeah, man, you'd be good to go. Nah. Just give, it a shot. Just give it a shot. It won't hurt. Hey, exactly. I may have to tweet out right, Austin. Hey, do you guys, do you guys have the tryouts dates yet for next year? Because I got, I got to know where my goal yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, they drop. They usually drop around September, August, September timeframe. Nice. So they're, they're not doing a fall fall league, so they're cranking back up in January, February timeframe. Sweet. So you got enough time. <laughs> hey, I got, I got, you know, I got what two major holidays. I'm sure I can pass up on eating, but uh, make sure you eat your grandma's peas now. Hey, I gotta make that a good year. <laughs> That's why I said, I was like, man, grandma, you know, I shouldn't say that. that's really bad to say. It's like, no, you're good, you're good, you're good. No, she, I, we saved, uh, my parents and I, we saved quite a bit of recipes she had because wow. nothing beats those old school grandma cookies. I, I, I don't know, I know, man, it's a different beast. Because trust me, yeah. dude, my chili ain't gonna taste nothing like her chili. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, nah, she's she's good people, and of course, you know, you know, I'm not. I don't like to put dates, but it's it's very it's very very soon, unfortunately. But nah, dude, uh, I'll have to like check out those tryouts. Going back to that, hey, give me a year. I, I won't be Tom Brady and do 45 and still play. I don't. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> well, just stay, just stay in touch, and I'll you know I'll definitely you know let you know when the dates crank back up, and, and I'll, I'll definitely I'll, shoot, uh, shoot them to you. I'll forward you my number when we get off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, hey, you look at it, um, you know, we all have, you know, the, the Tim Tebow's, the John 316, yeah. Philippian 314, stuff like that. Is there a certain verse you always go back on or just time? Um, I'm kind of wide open. I have I have several verses. Um, I'm a big Proverbs man because Proverbs kind of right gives, gives you direction yep. in life. Um um, but no, no, I really, I really don't have um, a, a go-to verse that I like to go to. I just, I'm wide open. It's really based on the situation, um, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely a Proverbs man. <laughs> hey, Proverbs sixteen three here. Commit yourself to God, and everything else going to work out. And uh, it's not exactly what it says in the Bible, but it's my version. And yeah, uh, yeah. pretty much, I think it's commit your uh, plans to God, and your plans will succeed. Yeah, uh, yeah, most definitely. But I like that one, but uh, no, I'm I'm kind of like you. Obviously, Proverbs about big thing. Um, there's certain verses throughout that I may read during certain seasons and be like, "Cool, I'll keep that in mind." Exactly, exactly. Got highlighted, underlined it, whatever. Uh, take a picture of it, whatever you know is best nowadays. But uh, as we wrap up the show, Keith, um, if you want to have some fun, I'm, I got some random questions. The go ahead, shoot it, shoot it. You got it. <laughs> Q&A session brought to you by Stormcheck. If you're in the Oklahoma City metro area, hit up Stormcheck. Check them out, stormcheck.team. Let Wong Lam, the host of the Defining Moments podcast, know that I sent you their way, and he will make sure that your storm shelter is clear and ready to go in case we have a tornado in the OKC metro area. Growing up, what was your what growing up, what was your dream job? Uh, policeman. I like that. Favorite food? Uh, lemon pepper wings. <laughs> ah, that's a bomb. Yeah. Ah, that's a bomb. Dry flavor, dry, dry, dry. I gotta get them dry. If you could live anywhere in the United States, part one, where would you move 
part B in the world? Uh, Florida, because it reminds me of home. Part B, uh, Barcelona. Ooh. I love Spain. Yeah. They got some good food, too. Yeah, I've never been. I haven't either, but I'm sure that it's... It looks good. <laughs> it sounds like it's good. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> As my dad would always say. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Those pictures look amazing. It looks pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I make it, it don't look so good. I don't know if that actually matches this, yeah. but nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, your type of favorite season, fall, winter, spring, or, win or summer, fall, winter, spring. There we go. Fall. I like fall. That's what's up. Uh, do you have a favorite NFL team? Oh, Ravens all the day. Ah. 15 years strong, Baltimore Ravens. That's what's up. How do you think Lamar and does, is going to do without Hollywood Brown this year? Um, well, you know, Hollywood left. Um, yep. He got he, he went to another team. I think I think Lamar just needs. Uh, it's difficult because their offense is, is not designed for him to throw the ball a mm -mm. um, hundred times a game. Because Joe Flacco Joe Flacco went went through the same thing. So our team is dependent on defense and a run game. So um, that's why it's hard to land a top line receiver. Um, I think I think if we if we can stay healthy, number one, and if we could get a consistent run game, I think nobody can beat us. That's what hurt us last year. We had injuries and we couldn't run the ball. So, and we can't expect Lamar to pass because that's not his strength. Mm -mm. It's just call a spade what a spade. <laughs> call a spade a spade. I'm a Broncos guy. What's your think? What's your thoughts on Russell Wilson in Denver? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. That was a good pickup. Yeah, it was. I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be he's a game changer. Yep. He's 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 my top five in the NFL. He's he's amazingly good. He's, he he deserves everything he has come to him. So um I think you guys I think you guys will you know oh that's tough to say because you guys conference uh is, is pretty tricky. Uh I say you guys win about eight eight to nine games. See that's where I was at this year. Yeah. I told someone I said that uh, we make the playoffs this year, but I really think we'd be more of a Super Bowl contender next year. Next year for sure. Yeah. Hey, this year too. I mean, it's not. It's not. Well, it, it, it may fall exactly because you guys' receiver core is crazy. So I mean, you guys have just and the defense has never been a problem in the Broncos. So, so yeah. Got to fix we'll that up and get a quarterback, and they. I think they did that. Um, Growing up, who was one of your favorite players that you liked to enjoy to watch play? Uh, Clay Matthews, believe it or not. Um, up, in, up until he left Green Bay, then I became a Ray Lewis fan back in – I was always a Ravens fan, don't get me wrong. But I became a Ray Lewis fan uh, back in 2000 and – I want to say 11, 12. Nice. Around there, yeah. And I've just been a fan ever since. <laughs> I, I start like him. I started liking Luke Keekley and now my favorite player now is Landon Collins. Oh, that dude can play. Yeah, it's my favorite because I feel like I feel like part of my game is like this. <laughs> I bet I try to be part of the game is yours that you're trying to not so much imitate, but you try to learn off of. Yeah, most definitely. It was Landon Collins, most definitely. This one <laughs> this one's always touchy just because it's always a good argument. We'll end it on this note. MJ or LeBron, who's better? LeBron is better. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. No quote me on this. Well, it's live. You got choice. MJ is a better basketball player. LeBron's a better athlete, in my opinion. 
I could see and that. A lot of people, a lot of people would like to flip it. Like, no, LeBron's a better uh, LeBron's a better basketball player. MJ's a better athlete. I just think that LeBron could do anything. He could he could play any position. He could play any sport. Um, you gotta remember, MJ MJ wasn't really good at baseball. No, um, he he's just a basketball player. I think he's a better basketball player. But as far as a better athlete, LeBron played football. He played baseball. Yep. I mean, he played he played five. Di- Name one player in five different positions. That's hard to yeah. have the height, the dribbling ability, and all that. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. <laughs> I like that. I'll give you that. I respect that one. Yeah. yeah. I respect Even though MJ's six and no, I still I like I like ah. I like what you're thinking. I like what you're thinking though. That's a that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh Keith, it's been fun having you on, talking man, likewise, man. anything, and uh, you know wherever the good Lord port puts you. I know you got some uh, options in the ocean, so to speak, and uh, yeah, I, I believe that uh, the best is yet to come for you, my man. Appreciate you, man. I just thank you for the opportunity, and um, it was fun. Likewise, it was really fun talking to you and just you know opening up and sharing my story and listening to yours, and you know I think we got a good thing going. I'm definitely trying, and. Uh, like I said, I'll give I'll uh, give you my number, and who knows? You never know. I'm not gonna go out here on a limb and make an announcement, but you never know. We could be teammates on the defensive line next year. Hey, you never know. That'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dope, man. That'd be dope. Just let me know, man. Stay in contact. Hey, you will, my man. Guys, you've been listening to the Area Attack Podcast. Listen to us on all major podcast platforms. And uh, Sean, Coach Sean Lyota. How do you say his last name? Lyota. Lyota, there you go. We'll be joining us next Friday the 17th, talking everything FCF, and I'm looking forward to that one. Keith, congrats on your your marriage, and uh, wish you all you guys the best, and uh, we'll keep in touch for sure. Likewise. Take care. We will do. You've been listening to the Air Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. Subscribe on us on all the major podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Air Raid Attack or Air Raid underscore podcast. Search us on Facebook, Air Raid Attack Podcast, and on YouTube as well. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And, uh, hey, you never know what we may have in store. But a shout-out to Keith Wainwright of the FCF. And uh, wish him all the best as uh, he fulfills his dreams. However, that ends the show on that note. You've been listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you all soon. Take care.